Hello everyone, only me again. I'm going to do a bit of a different type video this one. I'm going to explain exactly what I've had going on over the last few years and how we've got to where we've got to. Um, it's been a, a bit of a long road, I'll be totally honest with you. Uh, we started out about 10 years ago, uh, come back from working down in the Olympics doing security. And I come back and I had uh, very numb feet, which is a bit strange. I didn't really think much of it. I thought, you know, it is what it is. Probably somewhat silly. So I ignored it for a really, really, really long time. And it never really went away. It sort of become a little bit less of a problem now and then. And then it become almost a permanent problem. So I went to the doctor's. They gave me some antibiotics thinking it was probably an infection. Lo and behold, that did not work. Not even close. Um, and then I just carried on ignoring it. I'd got used to it and thinking, oh, do you know what? Obviously, something's gone a little bit wrong, but such is life. We, we carry on and we, we keep trying. As time went by, and I'm talking a good few years, as, as time went by, it almost felt like it started working its way up my legs a little bit. And my legs started feeling a little bit numb. And again, it was a bit uncomfortable, but I'd got so used to it with my feet. I'm thinking, you know what? I don't need to be going backwards and forwards to the doctors. There's people out there that, that need that service a lot more than I do. So, you know, let's leave them to it and let's carry on. I was able to. I started playing a bit of six-a-side football, which uh, my team, we eventually won the league. Just just putting that one out there. Um, but when I was running around, I was falling over a lot. Now, I would run literally a couple of feet, and it would feel like my legs didn't exist. I would just end up flat on my face because my legs weren't there. So, to an extent, I had to stop playing and more sort of on the touchline, leaving the, the rest of the team to it. They did good. They did very good. Um, but, again, I ignored it. You know, this is this is kind of thing that I, I'd always done. I just ignored things. And that, again, almost seemed to work its way up towards these sort of areas. Top of my belly and my chest area. It started feel, feeling like a band. Really sort of squeezing. Quite tight. And I'm thinking to myself. That was, that was a bit overweight. I'm thinking to myself. That's got to be a weight issue. So I made a bit of an effort. And over the course of 10 months. I managed to drop three stone. Which I have to admit has made me feel better in myself it really has you know I, I feel a bit in that respect a bit healthier but the band feeling never went away it in fact it got worse um to the point where it would sort of go and i'd have a few weeks without feeling anything there at all Within the last few months, it's got to a point where that band feeling is permanent. It's there all the time. 
and some days it's not so bad other days it's to a point where it's actually quite scary um, and I'm I'm on tablets which do help a bit but it's still there it's not nice um, I'm at a point where I'm suffering quite badly with fatigue I don't need to do a great deal of, of things before actually I feel like I just can't move um, my thighs knees feet across my chest it's just my back lower back it's, it's agony um, and I can't walk that far anymore the other day when we was at the zoo for instance did very little walking um, I had to use my wheelchair um, lightening the mood a little bit um, when I'm walking I'm permanently walking with a crutch supposed to be two crutches and I keep getting told off for not using them but I find using two quite difficult so I sort of struggle along with one my crutches have got names I've got sticky sticky stick stick and stick stick sticky stick <laughs> I've also bit of a bit of a name for the wheelchair he's the DeLorean and the reason for that name because let's be totally honest if I could get him to go to 88 mile an hour and go back in time I wouldn't have MS in my life. Let's be totally honest about that. So it's a bit of a a bit of a name for the wheelchair. You got to try and keep these things light-hearted. I have that's that's my way of dealing with things. I'm not. I need to keep light-hearted. I need to keep fun. But let's be totally honest. Not every day is fun. There is very much days where I don't even want to get out of bed. I feel absolutely awful and for want of a better term I paint a smile on and do what I can because for me personally not everyone needs to see when I'm struggling but when I am I am very lucky and something I've got to say is that I have a very good support network my wife is absolutely incredible. She's always there. She notices when I'm not right. And she gets me to talk. And it helps a lot. I've got my dad. I've got my brother. And I've got the kids. They all do an incredible job of helping. They really do. No matter what the situation, they are right there by my side. And it is massively appreciated. Going back a little bit to February, when it was first said to me by by the doctor to expect the diagnosis of MS, I'd already had one failed NHS MRI scan because terrified of them, absolutely terrified. I have since overcome that, and I will do a video at some point where I actually discuss how I've overcome that. Because hopefully that could help other people. Because I'll be honest with you, I've gone from shaking like a leaf in the wind 
in an MRI scanner to being able to lay there relatively calmly. And I managed to have my brain scan done. But when the second private scan I had, the results come back, I had to go to the doctors. And me, again, being a bit of a joker, I walked in. First thing I said to the doctor, he sat there, bless him. And I says, uh, I said, okay, I said, this is where you're going to tell me that scan shows absolutely nothing and it was a waste of time. Nah. He said to me, he said, uh, it's Mr. Parker, he said, I can't say that. He says, come and sit down for a minute. And he explained that there was two patches of demyelination on my spine. And he advised me that I must have a brain scan to confirm. But he said to me to expect a diagnosis of MS. That wasn't easy. Because genuinely, I was expecting just, you know, it's something or nothing. I walked out of that doctor's office and I cried. It was not easy. I rang my wife, I told her, and she put a smile back on my face pretty quickly. She calmed me down. I then rang my dad, explained it to him. We then sat down and had a chat. Wasn't the easiest conversation in the world, but altogether we got there and we managed to make it seem a lot calmer. It certainly didn't feel okay, but there was a calmness because I'd spoken about it. And we did some research, I got booked in for that brain scan, and as I say, I went through it which was absolutely incredible, the fact that I managed to go through it. Because, honestly, I'm terrified of them scanners. But now, not so much. Going forward, I'd had a conversation with the MS Society, and they were incredible. They gave me some absolutely brilliant advice. They gave me some incredible help. And explain to me what to expect going forward, which has been brilliant. And that is why next month, myself, Dad and Richard, we're doing a 5K sponsored walk. I tell you now, I won't be walking 5K unless I'm really, really lucky. A couple of hundred yards tops, but... If I have to go in the wheelchair, I will do so because that charity has done some incredible things, not just for me, but for other people as well. And I will do what I can to support them and help. So that's something I'm quite looking forward to. Um, I'd written lists of things I was going to talk about in this video. But in all fairness, I don't really think it's necessary me going through them. It's very much a case of, from what I'm understanding from other people, 
and from what I'm dealing with myself. It's, MS is very much a, a one-person-at-a-time job. Not everyone is the same. Not every case is the same. It's different. And everyone handles it their own way. And that's perfect. That's how you have to be, in my opinion, is you handle these things on your own, in your head, but then you take advice, you take support from everyone else. Because quite honestly, in life you can't handle everything on your own. You always need that support. And there's charities out there that can help if you need them. And as I say, my recommendation very much would be the MS Society because they've been brilliant for me. And as I say, this, this video was very much a case of just sort of getting this out of there, explaining to an extent what I'm going through and kind of just try and give people a bit of an idea that it's it's not easy. It's not easy. But I'm trying to do what I can to make it as easy as I can for myself. And I will, if anyone needs to talk or anyone wants a bit of support, there's charities out there. I'm here. I'm, I'm quite happy. I'll have a conversation. It's not a problem at all. I'm not going to try and keep you all too long. Um, I say we're probably pushing on a 14 or 15 minute video here. Um, but if there's any questions or anyone wants to have a chat with me about what I've said, by all means, by all means, my inbox is open. Have a conversation with me. Not a problem at all. Thank you all for listening. I do appreciate it. And as you can all see, <laughs> I've got my glasses on um, and I'm getting used to them. <laughs>